Welcome to Engage Your Tribe, a podcast about the art and science of audience engagement. I'm Jeremy Shearer, founder and CEO of Tribal Knowledge Podcasting, and my guest is Jamie Downey, VP of Marketing at eLuma. Jamie, hello. It's good to see you. Thanks, Jeremy. I'm so happy to be here. Yes, thank you for being here. So tell us about eLuma. Well, eLuma was founded uh, 10 years ago by Jeremy Glauser, who really was seeking to um, make sure that every student was able to receive special education and mental health services, regardless of where they're located or shortages in school districts. So we partner with K-12 school districts to provide mental health and counseling, speech therapy services, occupational physical therapy, school psychology, as well as training for um, educators and parents, and then therapy management services. And, and the mission is really focused on helping each student or each child re reach his or her full potential. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's really cool. I mean, I know there's, there's such a need for that, right? I mean, especially in, in like high school and, and college, Absolutely. Uh, anxiety, depression, Absolutely. all kinds of things. I mean, unfortunately, have just gone through the roof. Absolutely. And, and even, you know, the, the crazy thing as a result of COVID is, is that the presence of those in, in younger children. And I think, mm. um, I think across the board, it was more prevalent than maybe we realized beforehand. And the result of COVID is it has brought that to the forefront. You know, I think we could say that about, yeah. about us as adults, right? I think it's just been something mm -hmm. that we realize is, is, is pretty prevalent in our society. Yeah. I mean, I bet COVID probably exacerbated it for a lot of kids, suddenly yeah. staring at a screen for eight hours a day, right. not right. being with their friends. Right. right. Absolutely. Yeah. But, but, but definitely a problem that was there before mm -hmm. and has probably been, you know, brought to our, brought more to our attention. attention so, okay. Yeah. So now I know from a marketing perspective, you guys face a challenge that a lot of marketers face and it's just cutting through the noise out there. And, but I think it's especially acute in your case because as we've just been saying, this is a really hot topic. There's a mm -hmm. lot of information out there about mental health and and solutions and providers and, and stuff. So, and, and and I know that one of your strategies is thought leadership. So we're going to get into that, but I just want to start really basically by asking you, what does thought leadership mean to you? You know, the way I think about thought leadership is establishing yourself as a go-to resource for individuals in your target or your affiliated market and providing value to them so that you become a trusted partner and someone that they can rely on. In our case, that may mean, you know, providing resources and templates for therapists and, and clinicians, or it might be infographics for parents or reports for superintendents, but really understanding that they may not need you now, but if you develop that relationship and you become that trusted partner with them, then down the road, when the need arises, you're the name that comes to mind and you're the one that they're going to reach out to. Right. That trusted resource. Okay. Right. Right. So I, I remember seeing a study a little bit ago that about thought leadership. Mm -hmm. And one of the findings was that decision makers really do value good thought leadership content, but they have trouble finding really good content. Mm -hmm. They say it, they ranked like only a very small percentage of what they see as, as really good. 
meaning right. that the rest is like just okay to not good at all. Uh-huh. Right. So, so the challenge is not just cutting through, but actually cutting through with really good content that's going to engage your specific audience. So, so what has been your key, a key part of your strategy for not just putting stuff out there, but creating really high quality thought leadership content that that's really going to engage people in the way that you want them to be engaged? Well, I think you have to you have to make it useful, timely, relevant, consumable, and you have to make it targeted. And the only way that you're going to do that is to talk to your the segments of your market and your you know your your decision makers and your influencers. And you need to really understand what are the challenges they're facing, what do they need, and then from there you craft different resources for the different segments. And I think looking at the the idea of consumable, right? I, I just, you know, you think about our educators who are superheroes, by the way, but they, you know, very little time. So if they're scrolling through Instagram or Pinterest and they're looking for a resource, making it something that they can take and use right away, very easy, not something that there needs to be a ton of prep, right? A two minute or 30 second professional development video that's a tip on how to implement XYZ that then I can go turn around and and do right then. If it's a 20 minute video, they're not going to have time to watch it. So really understanding who it is you're trying to support and crafting the resources accordingly and not, not taking a one size fits all approach. Okay. So in that example of the 30 second video versus the 20 minute video. And I totally hear you, you know, there's no way I'm not going to watch a 20 minute video. (laughs) Me neither. Right. Like, unless it's directed by Spielberg or something, you know, like (laughs) 30 seconds. Okay. I'll at least check it out. But, but on the other hand, there's only so much you can do in 30 seconds. You can't really go in depth at all in a very short amount of time. So how do you balance that? How do you give people something with enough meat that there's substance there without making it something you have to slog through that nobody has time for? Well, I think there's a a couple of different ways you can do that. I think when you're developing the content calendar around thought leadership, are there series that you want to provide information about to where each segment is is but one part of a longer series that, you know, you get them interested and they're going to tune back in. The other thing that I, I like to do is, use that 30 second video, not as a teaser, because there's value in there, right? As it, as it stands. But if they watch that and want to learn more, or it piques their interest, then here's a link to a resource you can download, or here's a link to another video that might be beneficial, that they make the decision based on what you've provided them that, oh, well, I think, I think, I think what the next thing that you provide me is probably going to be valuable too. So I'm, I'm willing to check it out. Yeah. Okay. So kind of parceling out information in like bite-sized chunks that Mm -hmm. adds up to a greater whole, Mm -hmm. but doesn't kind of give people like overwhelming. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Can you give me an example of a piece of content that you guys have worked on that's really performed well? One of the things that we did uh, towards the beginning of COVID and, and everything happening virtually was was really tips and tricks videos for therapists who hadn't previously delivered online therapy and just little 
minute and a half or two minute videos around setting up the, the workstation, how to ensure students are engaged, how to communicate with parents about what the student needs on their end to ensure their success. Here are a set of resources, right? Just in, in having, you know, I think there were um, between 10 and, and 12 of those videos and all of them were short. But if I'm, if I'm a therapist who's all of a sudden saddled with, you got to figure out how to do this and you've never received any training on it, I can, I can spend a little bit of time, watch the ones, you know, watch them in the order that is most meaningful to me and take that and, and turn around and implement it fairly, fairly easily. Okay, good example. So what have you learned about creating thought leadership content over the past few years? Like what's something you do different now than you did last year? You know, I think initially when thought leadership and content creation became something I believed in strongly. It was, it was a, it was a differentiator, right? It was an absolute differentiator. And I think now everyone recognizes how important it is. So it's a must have. And the way the differentiation is in the value of the content that you provide. So understanding that just putting something out there, and, and I think this aligns, this ties to what you mentioned with the survey, right? Just spinning out content isn't enough. You need to take the time and be thoughtful, which requires devoting more resources towards it. So I think when you ask what I, what I do differently, it's, it, it's really making it a focus of the entire marketing approach. Mm -hmm. Okay, interesting. So it's sort of move right to the center. Yeah, what you're doing. yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So would would you say that it's more important? Would you say that volume is more important, like the amount of stuff you're putting out there? Or is quality more important? Or as is, is probably the case, is it kind of a, a, a combination? I, you know, I, I, it's a combination. I, I think it's both and, right? I, yeah. Because you have to put out enough content to stay top of mind, to right. be somebody that they look for, to to match the algorithm algorithms that make them make you show up in their Instagram feed or their right, but it has to be of good enough quality that they're gonna they're gonna want to use it. So I do think that is why it has become such a focus because it you need the quality, you also need the quantity. Yeah, so you need to kind of find that sweet spot. Absolutely. You're putting out enough to stay top of mind, as mm -hmm. you said, but it, mm -hmm. it can't just be crap. Right. That's exactly right. Yeah. 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 Okay. So how does developing a reputation as a thought leader actually help you grow the business? You know, in, in the most simple sense, right, it drives brand awareness. It drives engagement. It provides you with those multiple touch points that you need in order to convert a customer, acquire a customer. I think in the best sense and in the, in, I don't know, maybe a more lofty view of it, right? Is that you become that trusted partner. You become that go-to. And maybe, maybe I don't need mental health counseling right now, but maybe I need it down the road or maybe my neighbor does, or, you know, I'm a principal and a, a, principal at a neighboring school. And so you have that word of mouth, you have that, that relationship where they trust you, they'll vouch for you, they'll and and, and they start to see you as somebody or they, they see you as somebody who's not just trying to sell you something. It's somebody who really does care, and who advocates 
for the people that we're trying to serve. Mm -hmm. I mean, I heard the word trust several mm -hmm. times there, which I think is, is important, especially in your industry, in, in any sort of healthcare and, you know, mental health, maybe yeah. even especially you, you really need to trust the, the, the provider. You right? do. You, and, and I, I also think consumerism in general, right? Consumers are smarter yeah. across the board. They're flooded with messages every time. So that relationship really is what drives a lot of it. And, and trust is so important to relationships. Yeah. And so if you're putting out content that people find useful and relevant, you're doing it on a regular basis and they come to see you, not just as a source, but a trusted source, right. that seems key. Yep. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I think okay. trust is critical. And then when the time comes and they're ready for your services, they, they're already, they already know like, ah, yes, this is the, those are the, those are the folks we've been reading their stuff. Right. They know what right. they're talking about. They we know can, what they're doing. They seem trustworthy. Yeah. 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 Trustworthy and knowledgeable. Okay. Yep. Which seems really important because especially if you're, you're dealing with mental health issues, like you're a school superintendent or whatever, and you want to provide services for your students, you're not just going to go shopping like you would for like a new coat. Right. 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 Like it's, you really, uh, yeah. it's very personal. Like you really right. have to know, okay, not just what does the company say on their website, but who are these people? What do they right. think? Right. What I let, what I say all the time is, you know, we're not marketing toothpaste, right? Right. People don't, people don't necessarily care a ton if it's Crest versus Colgate. Right. But when you're dealing with kids, when you're dealing with emotion, when you're dealing with people, right. And, and what people are getting versus what they're not getting, it's a whole different ball game. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just more and personal. The stakes, yeah. And the stakes are higher, you know, really and truly the stakes yeah. are a lot higher. Yeah. And yeah, absolutely. So what's your advice for marketing teams that kind of like you were maybe a year or so ago doing some thought leadership, it's part mm -hmm. of the mix, but they're, but they say, okay, we want to move this more to the center. Mm -hmm. What's the first step down that path? I think first and, and, you know, I, I think many marketing teams, if not most, are already doing this, but but really and truly get out there and talk to your target markets, your influencers, talk to them and really understand from their mouths what it is that they're living so that you can provide those relevant resources. And then I would say, you know, I think it's really important to understand the process and ownership of who will drive the various content marketing pieces, because in a lot of, a lot of cases, there may not be a person who, especially making it, you know, as you're starting out with it, you're not going to have somebody that that is their main role. So how are you going to, what is the workflow going to be? Who's, who's the ownership? And I think you, you need that repertory of content and a built out calendar before you start trying to, I think you need to have a number of pieces before you try to say launch a Pinterest page, right? So gather all of those, leverage resources that you have that you may or may not realize could be used for content marketing. For example, we have resources within our platform that we provide in a, in a tool we call Backpack, that those are tools for educators. So starting to pull those and, and, and recognizing you don't necessarily have to create everything from scratch. The other advice I would have is don't overcomplicate it. 
every everything you provide doesn't need to be a dissertation, right? It can be a one page in our, you know, a graphic organizer, or it could be an infographic for parents on how to help their kid calm down. And I think that speaks to what we were talking about a little bit before about you do have to put stuff out regularly. And if, you know, you, if you're trying to make everything like a breaking new ground with a brand new insider idea, that's probably not going to happen. Right. Absolutely. And you have to understand that they're looking for, they're looking for tools they can use right away. And there, there's a certain level of comfort in that, right? So once you have established that relationship with the customer or prospective customer, you can, you can introduce innovative and new, but, but starting out, I think it's important to, to develop that foundation with resources and tools that they, that they've used before of the types that they've used before, yeah, that they're yeah. familiar with, that you're not asking them not only to use your content, but to learn something new. Yeah, absolutely. Great advice. Well, there's so much more we could talk about, but uh, that sounds like a good place to stop. So Jamie, thank you so much for your time, for all those great insights. Really enjoyed talking with you. Me too. Thanks so much. That's it for this episode of Engage Your Tribe. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. You know you want to. If you're a marketer or an internal communicator and you're interested in podcasting, we've got tons of free resources on the website at tribknowledge.com. That's T-R-I-B knowledge.com. Thanks for listening and staying engaged.